0: Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Curita the South Australian Original Coordinator for FAITH-FM and I'm very happy to be with you today thank you for tuning in it's always our pleasure and privilege to welcome you to the program and right from the beginning I would like to invite you to be part of this discussion today to be part of this program with us, and you can do that by sending us your uh, thoughts, uh, question, um, uh, whatever you feel like in regard to the topic which we are going to talk about. And you can do that by sending a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Again, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight. Double one and I'll be very happy to um, organize that actually our uh, robot will take some messages from you on the same number because later on uh, we have a special book for you, a free gift uh, um, and uh, I will talk to that about that a little bit later to give you the code but it's about the history of tomorrow and you may want to know about that. But I would like to just welcome uh, with us uh, here in the studio our uh, co-host and uh, this is uh, Eric Hoare. Good to have you with us, Eric. Uh, thank you, Nick. It's
1: great to be here once again. Uh, no, uh, new for me on a Friday night.
0: Yes but no it's a you. pleasure to have you. I mean I I had you before a few times and yep. uh, it's good. You know we we need to sometime you know just uh, juggle around you know with our uh, co-hosts because sure. uh, some have the other appointments and uh, it's always good that uh, you are willing uh, Eric to fill in even for uh, those people who who may have uh, you know some other appointments from time to time. Uh, but we enjoy your um, your presentation. Uh, now Eric He's um, semi retired, I will say, um, but he still works full time. (laughs)
2: <laughs> That's right.
0: right. I mean, you are still involved, Eric, with the Aboriginal Ministry here in South Australia, are you?
1: Yes, yes, yes. We uh still, uh, still um, seeing people and studying with them, and uh, yeah, we're, we'll be at church with them on Sabbath, uh, mm. pick them all up on Saturday, uh, and we've got uh, lots happening with them. Uh, I'll be, it's actually been a pretty da- busy day for me, because it was Grandparents' Day down at Victor Harbour mm-hmm. School there, so um, I went, uh, my wife and I went down this morning, it was about an hour and a half from mm, our place, mm. and there was about five hundred grandparents all all in the uh, in the stadium there. Right. Uh, so they were all there to see, the, and they they had a wonderful time there. Uh, it was a Christian school, and they had a um, a worship from the pastor there. Plus, they also had a lot of hymns and things. It was beautiful, mm. and the children sang "Amazing Grace," Great. which was beautiful.
0: That's wonderful. Mm. Right, and um, what are the things you have on your uh, plate these days?
1: Uh, well, uh, on Sunday is the City to Surf, the City to Bay run. So I'm actually uh, an old fella now, but I've cut down from the 12Ks down to the 6 So I'm going to run run 6Ks. My my son's uh, coming with it, Darren, and my grandson, Lucas, he's only 9. He's really excited to run 6Ks. He hasn't done it before, so we'll see how he goes.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. I might, I
1: might be trying to keep up with him, you know?
0: <laughs> uh, that will be a very good uh, connection, relationship, uh, grandfather, uh, grandson. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's great. Hey, um, Eric, um, and I will welcome in a minute our, um, also another co-host, which comes regularly with us uh, uh, on Friday. Uh, but this week we are um, uh, talking under this team, Eric. Um, has the end game commenced? Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting, you know, title and we look at some questions uh, like um, where to from here. We're looking at this world and we see what's going on, we see what's um, happening here in in this world and we asking this question, uh, where from from here. Now that was answered on Monday actually. If you missed some of the programs which we had this week, you can go on our Faith FM app. And you can listen on demand. Um, Otherwise, you can visit fatefm.com.au and also um, listen there from the podcast uh, section. Another question, Eric, uh, we talked about uh, is talk of the end times, just sensational (laughs) fear-mongering? And, you know, uh, some people may put it that way. Or uh, are apocalyptic books intended to scare and again, I heard uh, lots of uh, opinions on this one. And many people, they don't even want to study or uh, read the book of Revelation, for example. But it's interesting that in English it even says, Revelation, which reveals you know, it's not going to scare anybody, it's revealing, you know, the will of God. Uh, in my language we call Apocalypse, um, which it's interesting that word we are not going to the explanation of the word right now, but it was explained during the week if you if you want to hear about that. Also, is there danger in the end time religious world? And uh, I thought that, so, that was a very good question also, and uh, you see um, from day to day, uh, Eric, and what's going on even in the politics and religious uh, um, background that uh, people are talking about the need of unity, ecumenism, and all those things, but is that what the Bible uh, speaks about? But today we are going to approach this question, why has Christ waited for so long? And we'll come to that uh, a little bit um, later, but I would like to just to welcome, uh, I would like to welcome right now, David Lima from Family Voice Australia. David, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Uh, indeed,
3: indeed.
0: Now, David is the director of Family Voice Australia for South Australian Northern Territory. And uh, it's always a pleasure, David, to have you with us uh, uh, We love when we can have you in the studio. Uh, It's uh, much better, and even sound-wise, probably it's better. But, hey, uh, you are over the phone now, and uh, uh, it's good to have you. Where are you at this uh, time?
3: I'm in Adelaide, Nick, but uh, I'm not able to come into the studio this afternoon, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: But that's not a problem, uh, David. We, You are a busy man and you have other appointments. Uh, I wouldn't take uh, too much time uh, from you today, David, uh, but I would like to just uh, quickly uh, ask you maybe a couple of questions. First of all, you know, in regard to this question um, which we will address today a bit more, why has Christ waited? Yes. And uh, yes, uh, what's your reaction first when I ask this question?
3: Well... Uh, People have been asking that for the last 2,000 years, so it's an age-old question. Mm -hmm. the truth is, of course, that with every minute and every second that passes, we get closer to the return of Christ. So we really shouldn't be worrying about that, nor should we be worrying about events which we find to be unsettling, naturally speaking, or upsetting, because we're told to lift up our heads because our redemption is drawing near. Mm -hmm. So no matter how bad things are getting in the world. We have a great hope as Christian people, and that is the hope of the Lord's return, or if that is beyond our lifetime, that we will be with Him. So we have really nothing to worry about, uh, even though uh, things seem to be not as quick as some had presumed uh, in the past or would perhaps wish.
0: I did that, David. David? Seems yes. right. yeah, okay, okay. Sorry, I, for a moment, I thought I lost you. Um, uh, no, great, I, great. I, I, and,
3: and, <laughs> um,
0: and you know, we are going to look, uh, in a few passages in the Bible, you know, and even looking in Peter there, where to, you know, to understand a little bit better. Um, I mean, Jesus is waiting and we may think that he's, um, he doesn't care about us or uh, what's going on in this world, but actually he's waiting for us all to be prepared, to be ready. He's a long-suffering God. You know, Uh, i like to link this a little bit, if I can, David, with you. Now, we are still in this uh, week, uh, this uh, breaking news, you know, with the passing of uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth II and, uh, you know, the whole world, actually, I believe it's kind of connected in in a way or the other, you know, or interested in this, uh, what's Happening, you know, people are watching. You know what was interesting, and I may like to see from you what's your um, opinion on that, that Queen Elizabeth kind of waited, you know, and she received the resignation of the prime minister of UK. And, you know, the, uh, she appointed the new prime minister. And after that, seems like she closed the books and says, I can go. <laughs>
3: Uh, uh, yes, uh, so she managed to reach 15th uh, UK Prime Minister, yes. which was uh, rather wonderful. So she, in a sense, was waiting for death, you might say, because uh, though she wished to live every day to the full, uh, she was certainly getting very tired yeah. and uh, not very well and looking forward to, as, as Paul says, uh, yeah. you know, to live as to Christ and to die as gain. So she was looking forward to that game. But the other thought that comes to my mind, as you mentioned, the Queen Elizabeth and her passing, of course, is that uh, Charles, who's now king, who uh, was Prince of Wales for, for many years since the mid-1960s, uh, I think it was, mm-hmm. he was really waiting to become king for 70 years.
0: Yeah, that's
3: and, a long time. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good biblical number, of course, because mm-hmm. that, was the, that was the time of the exodus when God's people were sent off into exile. I should should say, yeah, exile, not uh, exodus. Uh, And, of course, when we think about scriptures, there are many examples of people waiting for a long time. Uh, Moses, he ran away from Egypt, and then he spent 40 years messing around in the panic, looking after sheep. And so he didn't go into ministry until the age of 80. So uh, I'm not sure how old Eric is, but uh, Mm -hmm. if he's semi-retired, then he may he may have to look forward to being refired, as we say. Uh, so Moses Moses didn't go into ministry until he was eighty, and then he had 40 more years. So Eric, you might have some more time ahead of you, still in ministry. And then, of course, we think of uh, Joseph, who, uh, at an earlier time, he uh, was stuck in prison and wondering if he'd ever get out uh, and waiting for the, the fulfillment of promises given to him in a dream.
2: Yes. But
3: he, he, he continued in his faith, And he took the necessary action, interestingly, because when he spoke to the the two stewards of Pharaoh, he said, now, remember me uh, when you're restored to your position and get me out of here. Mm. So as God's people, it's one thing to wait, but we should also take action while we're waiting. And the the principal action that any one of us can take, of course, is to respond in faith to the message of salvation. And then to dedicate the rest of our lives to telling other people that Jesus, through faith in him, we can have eternal life and our sins will be forgiven as we receive Jesus into our heart.
0: Absolutely right, uh, uh, David. Uh, And as you mentioned, uh, you know, about our friend Eric here, you know, he's uh, training to be fit. You know, he's going to run for this uh, coming Uh uh, event. And, uh, you know, he's not uh, just passively waiting you know he's doing something you know a, a thought just came in my mind i came across people like that and probably you you two guys maybe eric and david or you know somebody who may may been to to that time of uh, closing you know that chapter on this earth you know and i know some people which said even they were waiting for the loved ones to come you know and they, they could not close their eyes you know um it's very interesting this aspect of waiting Uh, Sometimes we may not even understand it properly uh and why christ is still waiting you know uh i believe personally that christ could have come already if uh, we we would have been uh, ready but uh, oh we serve an uh, amazing god you know uh, um a very long-suffering God, and uh, um, exactly yes, that's wonderful. Hey, uh, David, um, I would like to just give you some heads up uh, for next week if you are available to come in the studio, uh, because we yep. are going to dedicate the whole week kind of on on the life, you know, on you know, and Queen Elizabeth and what we can learn from her, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, life uh, in service, you know, as a yes. queen and I- even as a Christian, you know. And uh, yeah, it will be lovely to be able to yeah to have you in the studio uh, next week. But uh, until then, uh, really, I know that you need to go to another appointment now. Uh, I wish you God's blessings and all the best.
3: Thank you so
0: much. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And this is uh, Faith FM, uh, big Q&A with uh, Nick Krita and Eric here in the studio. Uh, Today uh, we are going to talk about uh, why has Christ waited? And is he delaying his coming, Eric? What do you think?
1: Well, you know, I've had a lot of people um, uh, think that Christ was going to come in their lifetime. I've actually had uh, folks uh, say to me that their parents thought that they uh that christ was going to come while they were still alive and um some people have actually been discouraged um um, because uh, christ hasn't yet come Uh, but this question is a is a a long-age question Mm. and it's something that we all wonder about we become impatient and we wonder what on earth what's going on here why hasn't the lord come yet with all this suffering and uh, the sadness in the world. Uh, and us as Christians, we see what's going on. We've had our eyes open to, mm-hmm. the, to the hurt in the world, and we want to see the pain gone, have it all restored back to it was originally and the way it should have been. And uh, uh, Revelation twenty two twelve says, Behold, I'm coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. And this word soon has made, uh, even back in Jesus' time, The people then were asking and thought that Jesus would return Mm.
2: while they
1: were still alive, and here we are, as was mentioned, a couple of thousand years later, and uh, and we're and we're still here, still waiting for Jesus to come. So, I think what we want and what Jesus and God want are actually a little bit apart. Mm -hmm. I believe that we can be quite self. If you don't mind me saying this, I think we can be quite selfish in uh, wanting Christ to come back soon. And the reasons are very clear from what Peter actually says. Mm. Uh, and uh, if we look at, for instance, um, if we go to Peter, Second uh, Peter uh, chapter 3, uh, this was the last testament of Peter before he died. Right. This was the last one. He knew he was going to die fairly soon mm-hmm. uh, when he wrote these, uh, these um second and first and second and third peter because he said in, said in second peter peter and moreover I'll be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease mm. he believed that he wouldn't live much longer after he wrote these letters and so we start off and pick it up in second peter chapter 3 it says beloved i now write you the second epistle and both of which I stir up your pure minds, by way of reminder, he's using this mm. word "reminder" again, mm. that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Saviour. And so now he's reminding them of the scriptures, yes, he's reminding them of the words, and he's yes. saying, "Look, um, this is the things I want you to, st- I want to stir this up with you. That remember the words that has been written down and given to
0: you through all time." And the promises of God, the you know, not God. to be discouraged, even if some things may not to, uh, happen as you wish or or as you see them, you know, or you hope to happen. And the, on this aspect, uh, Eric, uh, you're right when you said that we can become selfish, you know, by um, uh, even asking God to come in my lifetime, you know, uh, because we all want to see Jesus coming, you know, yes. and that will be wonderful. But, uh, you know. Um, the Bible says that uh, your plans are not my plans Mm. and your thoughts are not my thoughts you know God knows better why and uh, as I said just a bit earlier uh, if we would have been ready um, probably Jesus would have come by now but saying that doesn't mean that now we can just relax and uh, you know that you know will be plenty of time it can catch us by surprise and uh, well,
1: well the conditions that we think Uh, the world is in, is it the same conditions as what God sees? Mm. Because it's actually God that sends the Son. Um, There's only one who knows when Jesus is coming again, the appointed time, and that's the Father. Uh, But it it says here that uh, he's pointing them to the words because what happens in Peter, he's been talking about deception. Mm -hmm. He's been talking about uh, the last days where false teachers and false Christ will arise Mm. in the last days Mm. in which you and I live. So what he's saying here now is that scripture is going to be twisted. And there's going to be different opinions. So he's telling them to, to take the words just purely from the Bible mm-hmm. as spoken from by Peter and Paul. And, and then he goes on and says, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. So now he's saying here that there's going to be people that are going to mock his coming. Yes, They're going to stand up Uh, right out front and say, look, you know, you've been waiting for him for a long time. Yes. Why isn't he here? Yes. You know, and and this is going to weaken our faith.
0: And and again, twisting the word of God. It's interesting that they don't come with the... External ideas, you know, using the Bible as Satan used the Bible when he tempted Jesus. Yeah, uh, and,
1: and it's interesting, too, that I think that these scoffers will be friends that are, are non-Christian people. Mm. They will give you up. But also, I think, um, within the church, because uh, these are people who know he's coming. Mm know. they know they've heard the promise they've mm. read the promise mm. and they've heard He's coming so there will be some within the church in the churches and outside the churches who will scoff this mm. coming of christ and uh it says here walking according to their own lusts and saying where is the promise of his coming so they are actually immoral people yeah they are, yeah. they haven't clung to the word of God. They are talking about the worldly pleasures in which they were living in. Mm-hmm. And so this has clouded their minds and they are concentrating more on the, um, the, the things that the world can
0: provide for yes. them
1: rather than what Christ can do for them. So they don't, they really aren't looking for him to yeah. come.
0: And you know, they, they may even study uh, the Bible, not because they, uh, they want to understand or to be changed, but just to, um, uh, to mock you, you know <laughs> to to challenge you that 's why I believe for us now in these days it's very important to know the Bible, not just to hear or read a little bit here and there, but to know the Bible, to be able to um, look in the context, because there will be people coming pulling out from the Bible some of the passages in the Bible, twisted around, give another uh, direction or sense. Of of that uh, passage, and uh, deceive many people. If we are not solid grounded into the Word of God, knowing uh, all these things, to be able, you know, to uh, to stay firm.
1: That's right. Uh, it's interesting that he says here that uh, they walk according to their own lusts and saying, "Where is the prom of his, com- of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep." all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. So they say mm. things have not changed. Yes. And and this is the thing, you know. Uh, and and then, of course, uh, um, Peter here writes in verse 5, For this they willfully forget that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the world uh, that then existed perished, being flooded with water. Now, it's saying here that... Um, Peter is reminding them that the world has changed, that the world was created, Mm. formed by God. Then there was a flood. Mm -hmm. It's talking about that as well. So it's talking about um, things that uh, the world has changed from time to time, and God has has a plan, a set plan in
0: place. And, you know, in particular uh, now, Eric, when we look at this world, you don't need to be a believer Mm. or to believe in God. People are asking questions. Those people who never um, cared about faith or God or religion, you know, says, "Where are you? We going? What's happening?" Mm-hmm. So many things come at once, and this is another prophecy of the Bible. Because in the in the last days, things will happen very uh, frequently, and. One after the other, you know, with not even having time to wake up <laughs> properly yeah. to see what's happening. This is a very important sign. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, this. And, and in during the week, actually, we just approach this quite a bit actually I should mention this for our listener also in case if you miss some of our uh, programs for this week it will be really good to go back to listen to some of them uh, on Faith FM app uh, or if you like to listen from uh, the website on faithfm.com.au we had quite a few special guests during the week like uh, Jeff Fulden, he's an international speaker, and evangelist and uh, he's working on a program here in uh, Adelaide in South Australia in 2024 and now is preparation ground and all those things um, asking this uh, particular question, the end game. We, we need to know uh, Eric, uh, where are we uh, in the, in history? Alright, um, what else uh, would you like to share on this aspect?
1: Well it says here um, but in verse 7, but the heavens and the earth which are now preserved by the same word are reserved for fire until the our day of judgment and the perdition of ungodly men. Uh, and then it says, uh, but beloved, do not forget this one thing that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness. But it is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, mm. but that all should come to repentance. So it interests me here to say that this same word that created the heavens, uh, that brought about the flood, uh, that um, that um, you know that we have a, a remnant that has lasted through time. It's saying here now that um remember that there is going to be a judgment that will take place that Christ is going to come back and uh and then it said that the lord is not slack concerning his promise so this thing about uh, that with the lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day that seems like forever for mm. us a thousand years only a short time for God uh, just as an hour may seem to be an eternity for a child but a moment for an adult uh and peter uh, states this do not overlook this one fact beloved that for with the lord one day is as a thousand years
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a thousand years is one day he's quoting psalm 90 verse 4 right uh where it says the psalmist declares for a thousand years in your sight are uh, but as yesterday when it is passed. And when the two verses are put side by side, uh, Peter's reference is apparent that we can't count time mm-hmm. as Christ counts mm-hmm. time. Uh, we become impatient over so many years where God has been eternal through all time. And this is where we can really get into some trouble because we we get impatient and we start to look at the signs. And the signs are all around us, the earthquakes, the poverty, mm. uh, the evilness of men. We see those. You know, it's, it's like this to me, Nick. It's like looking at spring. Spring is supposed to be here. We see the blossom. Yes. We see all the signs around us. And beautiful flowers are coming out. You go up in, in the hills and you see all the beautiful colors. But it springs, it doesn't seem to be here.
0: No, it's still cold. It's and still <laughs> freezing.
1: And God's, and what God is saying is that these are signs that I'm coming, but hey, look, these are just in, prepare, in preparation for that. It'll be in my time. Mm. It will not be straight. So he says, don't look at those signs, as the speaker before said, don't look at those signs and let them distract us. But keep your eyes on him and faithfully concentrate on doing his work. Let him keep changing us, because we're none of us are perfect. We're all changing all the time. Mm. We need more love for other people. Absolutely, we need more compassion. And you know, I think this to myself. I think, you know, the parables of the sheep in the pen that there were ninety nine there, and, he went, and the shepherd was out looking for the lost one. The parable of the coins when she earnestly sh- looked through the house. The parable of the prodigal son where the father was waiting to come home are all the things that tell us of the whole gospel of Christ. Yes. That that is the reason that he came the first time and it is the reason he's coming the second time to take us home. Absolutely. But it? in between that period of time, there are people turning to him. Yeah. So are we being selfish in in wanting him now because we're sick of this world. I understand that. I'd love to see him. But is it putting that in front of the mission of Jesus Christ, that his will was to do his Father's will, Mm. which was to seek the lost? He Mm. said in John 3, we quote John 3.16 a lot of the time, that he's preparing a place for us. But verse 17 says, I came to save, not to condemn. Yes. And so this is where we need to understand the conditions of what God is waiting for before He sends His mm, Son back, mm, He knows the time. Mm. We don't know the time. Our time is not His time. You no. know, He was the He was the I Am, the before, the present, and the future. He's it's always existed. Mm. And this time of a thousand years versus one day, to Him, time is nothing. And so it is that we must be prepared to wait.
0: Mm. And by the way, uh, just uh, I put a plug maybe here on uh, one of my other programs, which um, we broadcast on, uh, on this uh, channel, uh, Bible study. And we just uh, talked about, uh, we are going to talk about um, um, waiting in the crucible. By the way, my dear listener, if you'd like to listen that program, <laughs> Saturday morning, uh, Adelaide time, 9 o'clock. And that will be repeated a couple of times just uh, for those people who missed it out. And we address a couple of um, question and stories, Eric. For example, you know King Saul. If somebody is familiar with King Saul in, in, uh, first, um, uh, in the book of uh, Samuel, um, chapter 13. And he... Was facing some difficulties and he was asked to wait, you know, I mean, he was waiting for uh, Samuel to come there and to do some blessing, you know, bring an offering uh, because there was a war going on and he didn't wait. You know, he didn't wait properly. He did the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And after he did the thing, Samuel came. Yes. Almost just just in a very uh, immediate time, Mm. that can happen with us. Mm. Because we may say at some point in time, oh, it's too long, you know, what happened? But Jesus will come when we're expecting him the least. Because he will come like a thief in the night. But also he promised that when we'll see all these things which we talked about here, what's going on in the world, that he may come in that generation. Well, what I'm interested, you're, you're
1: quite correct, um, and it's interesting that in verse 9 it said, the Lord is not slack
4: mm. concerning
1: his promise. His promise, are, promises are always fulfilled. He is not slack. We cannot criticize, um, Jesus for not coming beforehand. Mm. Um, and I think that, uh, what you're saying was verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works in it will be burned up. So it's saying here that, yes, that, um, it's going to be so unexpected for us that mm. some will find, because I think some people uh, aren't, ex- aren't looking for Christ to come either. And so it's unexpected. A thief comes in the night when you least expect it. And so we must be ready. And he goes on and says how we can be ready. He says, mm. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what matter of persons ought you to, ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dissolves. So it says here that we look for and we can actually hasten the coming of the Lord, mm-hmm. which to me is, is very, very interesting because uh, to me that is um, that while we wait, do we get caught up with the things that are happening around us, the signs that are happening around us and get into the politics and the arguments of the world? Yes. Or does that distract us from sharing the gospel? I know many churches have been affected by COVID.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I know it's caused division mm-hmm. in, in quite a few churches and different opinions on all that. I know that. The thing is, should it take us away from evangelizing? That's yes. the whole th- point of it. Yes. That, um, that God tells us that his, his will is to save the lost and I meet a lot of people who who are t- uh, 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 leaning on God, mm. who want to be close to Him. Uh, these events are, are making them search more, and this world has become so unstable that they're turning towards God for guidance. I was at the show recently uh, at the uh, Adelaide show, and it was interesting that there were many. There was booths there with fortune tellers there, mm. and people were going in there. And I met one uh, person. Who uh, I know that went to see this fortune teller, and uh, she, he said, "Look, I paid um, I paid thirty dollars to hear what she mm-hmm, had to say, mm-hmm. and then I wanted to know more, and she wanted another fifty dollars wow. to say more." And he said, "I oh, blow that." I walked away, you know. But what I'm saying to you is that people are searching everywhere for what's going on in the world. They're looking at the world for answers when Jesus is telling us in Scripture what has happened from the past and, and Peter's pointing this out. He's pointed out creation, he's pointed out the flood that took place, he's gonna say what's gonna happen in the future, that the, the earth's gonna be melted, and he's and he's telling us there's gonna be a new earth yes. Where everything's gonna be restored. And he's telling us now here that we can hasten that. We can hasten his coming. And how do we do that? It's by doing the will of God.
0: Absolutely right. Eric, it's time to take a break here now. And uh, I'm going to um, talk a little bit about that offer which we have prepared for today. And I think that goes very well with what you just said, um, Eric, because the book it's entitled The History of Tomorrow by uh, Julian Archer. Now, Julian Archer was a very successful uh, businessman. I had the privilege to have him on another program Uh, and again i'll put a plug on uh, in the footsteps of jesus if you like to listen to that one you can go on uh, our app and uh, look for the program um, which i recorded with julian archer and on this book um, uh, eric uh, he talks about uh, the history of tomorrow who reveals the last 2,600 years through the eyes of the kings, prophets, popes and presidents uh, examining the biblical prophecy in Daniel chapter 2. It unveils a pattern in the timeline of history and exposes an event that will soon permanently uh, alter the face of our planet. The history of tomorrow is a fundamental source of, for anyone who seeks to understand the tectonic movements that are shaping geopolitics, religion and uh, economics today. This will help this little book will help you to understand even more uh, what's in the Bible through the prophecies of the Bible. Please don't hesitate to send us a text message right now with the code SA72 and this book will be yours SA stands for South Australia 72, no space in between SA and 72 not to confuse our friendly robot which will ask you a few questions uh, right now I have a song prepared for you and will be back shortly
4: the Savior is waiting to enter your heart Why don't you let Him come in? There's nothing in this world To keep you apart What is your answer to Him? Time after time He has waited before, and now He is waiting again, to see if you're willing to open the door. Take one step towards the Savior, my friend. You'll find His arms open wide. Receive Him, and all of your darkness will end within your heart heal abides
0: You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and Eric Hoare today talking about uh, um, why is Jesus uh, waiting um, and uh, just before the break, we talk about that wonderful book, The History of Tomorrow by Julian Archer. And I forgot to give you the number. I hope that you have it already anyway. Uh, but I'll give you the number now. It's zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And you can send the text message with the code SA72 to receive this uh, wonderful book, The History of Tomorrow, uh, who reveals the Earth's uh, history of of the last 2,600 years, at least, through the prophecies. And um, please don't hesitate to send us a text message with a question maybe or a thought in regard to what we are talking today with Eric. Now, Eric, um, again, I'm looking at this. Uh, why hasn't Christ come yet? Mm. Yes, well, why is he delaying? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, he's not delaying at all, I believe. Um he will come at an appointed time, decided by his father. Matthew twenty four fourteen says, "This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come." Mm. I think this is the the biggest um, thing we need to talk about tonight. Is the end will come when the gospel is preached to the whole world, uh, and it's interesting that in in uh, Peter 2nd Peter 3 verse 14 he says therefore beloved looking forward to these things be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blame now, so how do we remain peaceful in a in a confused and upset world mm. when all these things are mm. happening how can we be dil- diligent and uh, and without spot and blame a- and i think that is by sharing our faith that our faith grows I truly think that by telling others about the soon coming king, Mm -hmm. that that is the mission of all of us. We can do it in different things. You know, we can just a a leaflet to somebody, just a a peaceful word to somebody, somebody that's in need, that needs help. Uh, People are searching today. That's what Christ wants us to do, to spread the gospel today. God's word to others because he is the answer and I believe God is waiting while people are making
0: these decisions and uh, maybe like never before Eric uh, the gospel is preached today through all means like through Faith FM right. here yes. through any other you know uh, media and goes through all the to the corners of this earth, like never before in history, because you know, there are um, times, or even in the di- time of the disciples, they tried to reach the whole known world there uh, in their time, but you know, they had to go by foot, by boat, you know, uh, go places. Now, you just press a button, you speak on the microphone, and people can hear from the other end of the world. Mm. And I think this is the time yes. when the gospel is preached. I believe Jesus is at the door mm. right now. It's at the door. And we need now to be even more intentional to bring into the fold. Mm. You know, to he is very close.
1: And there are mm. people in the valley of decision right this minute, right this hour, yes. that is studying scripture and searching for him. But it's not up for me to say, Lord. You know, you've got to come now. No, that's not up to me. Not to us. We want Him to come, but we have to understand that it's it's His decision. It's His timing, and we don't understand the the full. Com- I believe we don't understand the full compassion that God has for
0: all people. And, and should we? Sorry to interrupt. We should not be based. On this thing, even if we know uh, through the uh, prophecy and everything like that that mm. he's coming it soon, yes. but we need to concentrate our efforts in preparation of yes. ourselves and anybody yes. else. We you need
1: know? we need to be ready. Yes, you know I've I've seen the Queen this week and saddened by um, such a, a lovely lady. I've, I've I've seen it go through the week. I know I prayed last week at our church. Uh, I prayed for the Queen's family mm. and uh, that was prayed nice. for her and and thought about that. And I also prayed for those that. Um, maybe had passed away on a bench seat somewhere uh, maybe there's somebody that's lost a loved one and have no money for a funeral mm. uh, well, there's many that pass away each and every day that don't get mentioned on the media or in the news these are the people that Jesus sees yeah. these are the people that Jesus has marked you know who knows them uh, we don't see them we don't hear of them but they are out there and they are the ones that are suffering uh, have nothing to eat we don't hear about them, you know. I thought of that as we see this um, a week long trip, mm. two weeks of mm. the Queen, and and very grateful for that, a wonderful. I'm not knocking that a wonderful no. lady, no. but we see what we see. But God sees those who are struggling and in need and who are coming to Him.
0: And every single person, Eric, as you just said, is as important in God's eyes as the, for example, the the person who's, a, in a public. Uh, you know, in, in the eyes of the public, like Queen Elizabeth, for example. And people will have all sorts of very good remarks, very good thoughts about uh, this uh, lady, you know, who lived a long life. Um, mm. uh, but I believe, as you just said, those people who even may live in obscurity, they are so precious in God's eyes. Right, they're and, rough diamonds. And are we, are we, Searching for those people. Are we even reflecting, if you like, the light which Jesus gave us to
1: everyone? Well, to me, it's I go back to the parable of the sheep and the pen. Ninety-nine in the pen. I guess when the shepherd was away, they were getting restless. Mm-hmm. Where is the one that's taking care of us? Where is the one that's um, that's supposed to be here now? You know, uh, where the shepherd? Was actually out there with mm. compassion, looking for that one that they weren't looking. They weren't worried about. And this is the thing that we need to understand: that we're not in, we're not Christians. We're not in God's family to save one another. We're there because God has called us and touched our hearts and changed our lives to be in wonderful fellowship with one another. But He's called us not to be a, an exclusive club within a bubble, but to actually go out. Mm-hmm and to seek those that are his, that are his people. Uh, And to do that, we must have, like the eyes of Christ, we must have the heart of Christ. And that's why I think he said to be in peace. I think nothing brings more peace than sharing. Yes. I think sharing is the key here. That as we share, then we are more peace and we are, we feel more closer to God. And um, as you do that and share and see somebody changed, then that that is the most wonderful thing to see them coming towards Christ. And that's what he says in James 5:8. He says, "You also be patient." Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord at hand. So He's telling us to be patient. Establishing our hearts means that we're building our faith. We are coming so close to Him, and uh, in Revelation three ten, for instance, it says, uh, "Because you have kept My word about patience endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to those to try those who dwell on the earth." So. It's talking here a lot about being patient, mm, mm. but also having endurance. And um, I believe that that um, as we all love our Savior, that if we see him as he is, as the Messiah, the, the coming Christ, the one who's coming back again, not just for us, but for all people, mm, for all time, mm. and the wonderful um, the texts that say that um, the dead will rise, and 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 those who are alive will meet them in the air, yes. be reunited, and this will be a wonderful time of reunion. Uh, and to, to be quite honest with you, Nick, I've met people. Um, out in the world Who have, have tried to commit suicide Have turned to witchcraft
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Have gone on the wedgie board And tried all those things And uh, are and, uh, heavily on drugs And, uh, and i tell you Some of those people When you get to know some of those people uh, And share the word of God with them They're some of the most nicest people you can meet Absolutely And the thing is that what Christ wants us to do is to, um, Is to spend time with them as he did on this earth, he spent more time probably with the ungodly than he did with the godly mm. because he saw in them that they were his people and they just needed to come to him.
0: Yeah. And it's so, like uh, we say, you know, that uh, um, who needs a doctor? or Who's in need of a doctor? The healthy one or the sick one? You know, and <laughs> that's, that's what right. Je- that what Jesus uh, was uh, trying to, to bring across, you know, yes. uh, the people, even the those people who are you know they thought they were ready they were prepared you know and they were even doing the right things probably they were prepared some of them Mm. but jesus said hey i have so many other people you know which uh, they need to still uh, to know me Mm. and uh, it's your job also to reveal to them
1: (laughs) who i am and christ's love is so overwhelming i mean you know i think what we need to to do today to the listeners and to you and I and a challenge, mm. a challenge, a real challenge for us is to put our priorities. Is the running of the church the most important thing or is it the witness scene outside of the church right. and to have that balance? And I think that we can be so tired on Sabbath and the preparation through the week mm. to to share amongst each other that when sunset goes down on Friday night, we feel that our uh, on Saturday night we feel that our work has been has completed. Yeah, yeah. But it's really only begun. Absolutely, what we do at church is we learn from the Word uh, that inspires us, and we hear about God's kindness. We hear uh, the power Parables, we we hear of salvation, uh, and then we talk about each other. We talk about it in Sabbath school and in church, yeah. and then we rest on uh, on Saturday night, and then we start our working week. And we think that that's it, but it's yeah. not. It's but only just beginning.
0: Correct. You know what that's I like about. to say about that. Um, regardless, when you go to church, you know, but in particular, I mean, we're going to church on uh, on the Sabbath day, and uh, that's wonderful, you know, because that's what God expects us all to do Mm -hmm. um but i see that like a timeout, you know just to look back what we have done for the week past and to prepare for the week to come you know that's not uh everything it's just resumed on that day that we go to church even interesting that uh, the name uh, of our church is the the seven day uh adventist church Mm -hmm. uh but, yeah, I would like to say that we are Adventists of the seven days, you know, waiting for Jesus to come, because that's the word Adventist, every single day of the week. You know, we are not just taking a day aside. But, yeah, Sabbath is a different… Uh
1: I've, heard of, I've heard of it this way, like in a sports allergy. It sort of talks about, like, if you're in a, a soccer club or a rugby club or whatever, and, and you get together at halftime with a coach, and you get inspired, and you learn what to do out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, when that's over… If you don't go out and do those things and follow those instructions, if you don't take the field and do it that way, then there's, there's no point in it. And yeah. So we have our Sabbath, we get inspired, and then we're to go out into the world. Yes, And this is what it's all about, and this is what it is talking about, that Christ is not delaying. He's, he's got an appointed time. God is going to send his Son when the time is right, the fullness of time yes. when he comes. And that is when the gospel goes out to all the world, when those that are searching for him find him him, that come into that wonderful pen, that know him, then Jesus will come. And it's our job to hasten that, to Mm. be out there and working for him, not because we have to, not because um, God instructs us to do it, but because we want to do it from the heart.
0: Absolutely. Because we love
1: other people. Why would you search for something that's precious if you don't see it as precious? If you don't see that man that's sitting on that park bench and suffering, if you don't see him as precious, then you'll never help him. Yes, And that's the thing, whether it's the color of the skin or the mark on their body or whatever they've done in their life, yes. if we don't see them through Christ's eyes, then we'll never help them. We'll never understand God's compassion Absolutely. and how he's forgiven us.
0: Absolutely right. Eric, thank you so much. Our time is up uh, for today. But just before we're closing, I wonder if you, if you have just a, a final thought, just maybe one sentence, and uh, I would like you to, to pray. To pray for our listener, uh, to pray for ourselves that we may be ready. Sure, I'd like to quote uh, John fourteen
1: three, and it says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. It's a wonderful promise, and it's coming soon. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful word tonight. We thank you, Lord, that we have a God who lives who reigns, who cares for each one of us, who loves us so much that he sent his son to this cruel world. But he showed us, Jesus showed us how to be a follower of God, how to be a son of God, and that is by going to those who are in need. I pray that each one of us will spread the word of Jesus Christ to all that we meet, that we'll be courageous and bold in these late times, and that when we have done this, then Jesus will come again, because He's coming back, coming back to Earth to take those home that love Him. So bless each one mm. right now. And if there's anybody struggling tonight who does not know Christ? Christ loves you, Amen. and He's going to come back for you. And for those that uh, have passed away, well, it'll just be like a moment when they see mm. Jesus again in, this, in the resurrection when He comes again. Yes. So bless each person now, we pray. May we continue to love our Lord and to serve Him and all that we can do until our breath lasts. We pray in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you for that prayer, Eric. Um, thank you for being with us today. With Nick Rita and Eric Hoare on uh, DriveTime BQ&A. Please join us again next week because we are going to really put a special uh, program for um, uh, Elizabeth. Um, a spiritual lesson from a contemporary queen and uh, we'll talk about regal uh, habits are they just for royals until then may god richly bless you and have a safe walk in the footsteps of jesus
2: Grocery store with a million and one things, maybe some more that you've gotta get done. To meet a deadline, do you stand there and curse or wait well? Then you get on the road and you find yourself stuck. Just ahead, there's a learner driving his truck, and there's no chance to pass, no alternative route. Sit on his tail or wait well. And that friend that you're beating, you're gonna let down. But you get there to find, they're nowhere to be found. Now they're holding you up. It's time you don't have. Do you pace up and down or wait well? That you're following Christ Every chance that you get You share the Lord of your life But so many take so long To accept and believe Do you give up too soon Or wait well And there's some in your family Who are wearing you thin You have prayed every prayer You can send up to Him But you're not seeing change No improvements in sight Do you write them all off Oh wait well and the world's in a mess getting worse every day you find yourself wondering how long will he take there are so many suffering can he not see our plight do you question and doubt oh wait well How well do you wait? He will come when he is ready It won't be too late Just be sure that you ask him To give you this thing The endurance you need To wait well Oh, be sure that you ask him For this very thing The endurance you need